Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. I have finally heard the dumbest thing I'm ever going to hear. No, this is it. This is it. I was minding my own business when a bloop, just like that, that was the actual sound it made, bloop, a tweet, a post from X came my way, and it was from Louis C.K. I think Louis C.K. is very funny. All right, so he asked some women, hey, do you mind if I um, enjoy myself in front of you while you watch? He got canceled for that for a short while and then made a comeback. I didn't I didn't know that was a crime. He asked. He didn't Harvey Weinstein the thing. He said, excuse me, perchance would you mind if I, um, <laughs> well, you uh, gave me uh, some encouragement. I, 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 maybe it was encouragement he asked for. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know how it went down. I wasn't there. He never asked me. No, I'm not hurt. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. What's going down, everybody? 833-468-8669. 833-GOT-TONY. That is the, the number. He got canceled for that. And I never quite understood it. Well, he was asking female comics, and they thought if they said no, they wouldn't be able to get jobs. I argue, like many other comics have argued, man, if you aren't tough enough to handle a no on that one, I don't know if you're cut out for stand-up comedy. I don't I don't know if that's true. You say no. You say, exactly, what are you willing to do to get to uh, the quote-unquote fame and fortune? Because it seems you're willing to do things I would not do. All I know is, pick the comic. Pick the comic. They ask me, hey, Tony, would you would you watch this? Nope, sorry. I have anything else to do. And then I would go do it. There no, there's 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 nothing. There's there's no political commentator, there's no there's no comparison. The answer is no. Louis C.K. gets canceled for this, makes a comeback. I think Louis C.K. is funny. But then I heard this. I assume based on the backdrop. That this was on Joe Rogan's podcast. I'm assuming. I could be wrong. You could tell me this is a deep fake. I would believe you, except I don't think this is. I think this very well may be the dumbest thing I ever heard. And because of that, well, it's become a new segment of the show. By name sponsor here. Name sponsor here. Mmm, delicious. Thank you, name sponsor here. We'll be hearing more from you. As this is just the beginning of That's the dumbest thing I may have ever heard. Title pending. I'm gonna share this with you. I I debated whether I share it in full. It, it's it's like a minute 40, or if I break it down. 
I, I'm not sure. Producer Jason, I, I, will, I will take thoughts on this right now. Do you hear it in its totality or do you hear it in segments? Because I think if you hear it in, your to- in totality, people might go criminally insane and we may cause car accidents. That's very possible, Tony, and it's all on you. Yeah, okay, so I will break it down. Thank you for that. That's producer Jason working with the lawyers to ensure your safety and mine. It's my job, Tony. The dumbest thing I ever heard... This is Louis C.K. talking about the border. All right, settle down. We're not even there yet. We're not. He didn't even say anything yet. It's just Louis C.K. talking about the border. Oh, God. You, what? You don't want comics talking about the about the border? What, why? Why? Why can't a, a comic just sit there and pontificate about the border like they've got it all understood? Let's begin, shall we? Now, now, as a as a bit of a, just a, a, a practicality, hands on ten and two. If you're in the office, remember: if you yell, people can hear you in in your head voice. In your head voice. Let's uh, let's go, shall we? But, but my feeling is they should open it the border and just let them pour in, let everybody pour in, and and then the answer, which is well, then there will be all these problems. Yes, there should be. Let's just take a moment. Let's just take a moment to uh, to let that wash over us. We open the border. There'll be all these problems. Well, yes, there should be. I sometimes find that the theme from Taxi is uh, very helpful in, in reducing uh, blood pressure. Uh, the name of the song, by the way, is Angela by Bob James. That's that's the song right here, in case you didn't know. Okay. Let's hear more of what Louis C.K. has to say. It shouldn't be so great here, is what I'm saying, in America. It shouldn't be. It's a weird thing to sequester a certain group of people and try to keep upping their lifespan and their lifestyle. I'm sorry, it's the dumbest thing I ever heard. Now, Louis C.K. decides to double down on this, and he is going to go through a very fascinating bit of twisted logic here. But let's go back and understand what he said. Things shouldn't be so great here. Why? Problems? Yes, there should be. It shouldn't be so great here, is what I'm saying. In America, it shouldn't be. It's a weird thing to sequester a certain group of people and try to keep upping their lifespan and their lifestyle. It's a weird argument that if we somehow let people in from other countries, it won't be as great here because they're bad people. Because that's what he's exactly what he's saying. They're bad, terrible people. And the answer is, yes, we should let bad, terrible people in. That's what Louis C.K. is saying. This is very much akin to the guys who do sports for a living, who try and play in the world of politics. They don't actually know what the hell they're saying, but they know that it sounds good. And whether it's a populist thing or a progressive thing, they say it because some people applaud it, but they've never actually thought through their moment. They never actually thought through the point. 
I find the sports guys who do politics in the main are some of the most pathetic and ignorant people I have ever come across. There are some who are very good at it because they actually think through the point. But if you want to engage populism as intellectualism, as an understanding of conservatism, you are full of schmuckism. And man, there's a lot of schmucks out there. But let's go back to Louis C.K., watch him engage the creation of the pretzel, turning himself into knots to make this all make sense. And just keep trying to increase that for this group of people. And then everyone's and then this pressure of people trying to come in so they can enjoy it. Uh, and then it gets worse and worse down here. I mean, I'm not Canada. It's really just from down here. Uh, there's something wrong with that. That's not a system that's working. And it forces people to do cruel things to other people. There's a lot of people that die so Americans can be safe. Mm. They're just dying, you know, weddings that are drone bombed in Yemen because a guy said something that might have resulted in American insecurity. Not even like definite American deaths, but like just so we can breathe a little easier. Folks die. And folks do labor in unsafe places so that we can keep the prices where we like them. There's so much about American life that other people pay for. That's part of it. But also, it's not good for us either. It's not a good way to live in a gated community. You know, if if you let folks pour in like any other wave, it'll kind of slosh. And then you all just things will be different. I, I don't know, like, there. what'll really happen? A bunch of people, like, will they just come with knives and start <laughs> killing everybody? I don't think so. I gotta now start. This is a tremendous amount of madness being uh, launched by Louis C.K. in the uh, guise of pseudo-intellectualism. This, when I say this is the dumbest thing I ever heard, it is. If you oppose droning a, a drone bombing a wedding in Yemen, okay. What does that have to do with the United States not having a standard and being a beacon? All those people who are trying to get to the country, yes, they want to be a part of it, which Louis C.K. Uh, states. If So why would we want to be less? Why would we want to be like those other places? Because we'll have no place to escape to. Uh, we are the, the, the last hope, right? The last best hope of, of, of the world. You don't say, well, because we had a drone and uh, somebody bombed a wedding. Well, that proves how terrible America is. And because we buy things via slave labor, I'm assuming he means slave labor, that proves how terrible. If the United States wasn't a purchaser of goods and services around the world, those people would have no money whatsoever. I do not argue that the nations in which they live are good nations. No, these nations are horrific nations. These people live in squalor. That much is true. But if it was not the creation of some level of good, they would have less than nothing. Now you say to me, Tony, that is not a big argument. I'm making a different argument. 
that these nations are not capitalist nations. These nations are not the United States. These are not nations that want to be free. These are not nations that want to grow themselves. These are not nations that believe in the people. These are not nations that believe that the citizenry comes first and that it's we the people in order to form a more perfect union, government of, by, and for the people. No, these are totalitarian hellscape regimes. What do you want me to do about that? Be like them? Do you know what kind of damn fool you have to be to say, we should be more like the totalitarian regime? We should be more like the poverty-stricken country. We should have more Americans who have to figure out whether they're going to eat the pigeon or dirt for dinner because sometimes the bones get stuck in your teeth and man does that stink because there ain't no more dental floss. We got rid of all that in the great purge. It is an ignorant, pathetic, embarrassing, and yes, stupid argument being made by Louis C.K., It's too good here, so we should let people in to make it worse, and then everything will even out, and it'll be better. And you say to me, Tony, Marxism hasn't done that much to hurt the world. The guy made millions making jokes. The guy asked women to watch him Enjoy a a moment alone. Got canceled. Didn't lose the money. Didn't lose a hand. Didn't lose his head. Didn't end up in a gulag. Got to make a comeback. And his comeback answer, his comeback statement is, you know, we've got too much in America. Now, if Louis C.K., wants to write a check to this group, that group, or the other group. He wants to have 25 people who are in the country illegally living in his apartment. If he wants to buy everybody lunch for the rest of his life, man, it's his money. Go right ahead. But my kid should suffer because you are a twisted freak. You're quite literally amongst the dumbest people who ever lived. That statement puts you in the realm of the dumbest people who ever lived. When I say to you, it was the dumbest thing I've ever heard, I wasn't lying, I wasn't kidding. And everybody immediately said, Tony, you're going to play it? Well, of course I'm going to play it. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. These people walk amongst us and they believe that they are moral. We have too much, and we do too many things to try and keep ourselves on top. Yes. Now, it would be better if other nations worked better. It would be better if China wasn't a communist hellscape. It would be better if Russia actually embraced some type of being a republic.
these things would be better. It would be better if Central America decided, you know what? Let's kill all the cartel members. Let's put an end to this. Open the border. I want to know how many friends of Louis C.K. are willing to take the death from fentanyl first. I mean, we're going to open it all up. Now, are we going to open it all up and pay for these people? Even Milton Friedman argued you didn't have to worry about the border if you opened the border, but you just didn't provide any services. And he was wrong about that because there was a conversation that has to be had and still has to be had uh, about safety and security, etc. But no, I assume Louis C.K. says, well, no, it's just better if you just give these people, you know, the, the government money. You know, don't, don't touch my house and my TVs and my things. But, you know, the government money, your money, and, and, and it'll be better. Quite literally, the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And his attempt at trying to rationalize it as if it's an intellectual thought. My God, I really do need to try my hand to stand up. It can't be that tough after listening to him. This is Tony Katz today. Ron DeSantis, yes, still running for president, in case you didn't know. Uh, He's aiming for $2 a gallon gas. That's what he said uh, on Varney and Company. He said that uh, there on Fox. He said, oh, we're going to get there. We're going to get to to that nice, nice uh, price. We want to give people relief at the pump. That's the quote. Gas is almost $4 a gallon nationally. In 2025, we're shooting for $2 a gallon, and that means you've got to let people do their jobs. Um, just uh, for clarity, good talking point. Great talking point. $2 gallon gas, that's what we're going to do. You vote for me, $2 gallon gas. Um, that's a talking point. You can't guarantee that one you can't promise that one no 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 one could you're, you're crazy to say otherwise crazy but if trump can say i can stop the war in 24 hours ukraine russia i'll stop i can stop the war in 24 hours well then well then certainly desantis could say two dollar gallon gas Wait, wait, what? You're going to hold one to a thing, but not the other? Even uh, um, Zelensky, when he was speaking in front of the UN, which I don't think that speech went well. Why is Zelensky talking to the world about climate change? Which he did. We have to meet our responsibilities. That's, that's That's a silly thing to say. To buy into that is silly. But I guess that's what you do when the world leaders are writing the checks. You want Justin Trudeau's checks. Uh, You know, it doesn't matter how he uh, limits the ability of his own people. Uh, You're going to talk about green whatever in order to be able to get the money or get the hardware in order to fight the war. Okay, I guess I guess that's the way it's going to it's going to be. But even Zelensky said if, if Trump knows a way to end this war, why? What is he waiting for? Just, just tell us what to do. Let's go. If you got an idea, let's hear it. You're going to wait? That's, that's, that's insane. It's barbaric. It's an interesting spin. An interesting, interesting take. 
you want to end this thing, well, help somebody end this thing. Why, why are you waiting until you're in charge? They have to suffer through. The people have to get killed. People have to be mutilated. Admittedly, I, I, as, as a matter of the politics, I thought it was a good take. Um, I thought uh, Zelensky talking about green was not. But this is fine for DeSantis. But it is just a talking point. He has no way of making that happen. Yes, you can have more energy independence, energy, energy security here in the U.S., but these things take time. It doesn't happen overnight. So I'd love for it. But remember, it's all in the political realm. This is Tony Katz today. This week, we launched an initiative alongside companies and nonprofits to help improve research and understanding of how a person's online experiences are curated by automated processes. This will also be important in understanding more about mis- and disinformation online, a challenge that we must, as leaders, address. Sadly, I think it's easy to dismiss this problem as one in the margins. I can certainly understand the desire to leave it to someone else. As leaders, we're rightly concerned that even the most light-touch approaches to disinformation could be misinterpreted as being hostile to the values of free speech that we value so highly. But while I cannot tell you today what the answer is to this challenge, I can say with complete certainty that we cannot ignore it. To do so poses an equal threat to the norms we all value. So I have a question, Jacinda Ardern. What do we do about free speech? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. What is going on, everybody? This is the former New Zealand prime minister. And to say that I have no love lost for uh, Prime Minister Ardern is an accurate statement. The level of lockdown in New Zealand regarding COVID was not just extreme. It was clown-like. I also feel that way about the United States. And New Zealand was worse. It was, it was, you scared, scared children is really the answer. And we should be clear, I'm seeing more masks than ever in, in the U.S. I was in Nashville. Was it, was it last week I was in Nashville, Jason? Is that, is that a, it was just last week, right? It was last week, Tony. Man, it's, it's weird. The, the days, they roll into each other. And I saw more people where, I was, at a, I was at a radio conference. I saw more people wearing masks in Nashville than I have anywhere else. Now, maybe it's more of an international city than I think, and people are visiting, and, and, and so therefore they're, they're, they're wearing, you know, they're coming from other places. I, I, I don't know if that has something to do with it. Maybe it's more left-leaning than I think, although it is, you know, in its politics, more left-leaning than I wish uh, that it was. It was, it was insane. I mean, if you want to wear a mask, I'm not going to stop you. But if you think a mask stops COVID, if you think a mask stops COVID, you have never, ever, ever actually paid attention to the science. You like fear. I think that's a weird way to live. But what Jacinda Ardern here, the former New Zealand prime minister, is saying there in front of the UN is saying, look, we all love free speech, but, but. After all, how do you successfully end a war if people are led to believe the reason for its existence is not only legal but noble? How do you tackle climate change if people do not believe it exists? 
How do you ensure the human rights of others are upheld when they are subjected to hateful and dangerous rhetoric and ideology? Um, I got called an, uh, an old radio guy on, on Twitter. I, I, I think that was the, the term, right? Was it old radio guy? It was just like some old radio hack or whatever. It, it was. Twitter's the best. All my fans are there. Uh, do you think that that this guy, this loser on Twitter, who calls me a name, do you think that they should be banned for calling me a name? Do you think they should be, you know, kept off of social media? I, I, I don't think that. And I'm the guy who got called the name. It's a name. Look, I have had moments in, in, my, in my past. Here it is. I, I am a jackass older radio talker. All right, admittedly, it's mean, and it hurts me right there. <laughs> Guy should be allowed to say it. I can block him, and it's done. Is your answer, Ms. Ardern, that in order to prevent other conversations from happening, which could go against what we believe should be happening, that people should be silenced? The weapons may be different, but the goals of those who perpetuate them is often the same, to cause chaos and reduce the ability of others to defend themselves, to disband communities, to collapse the collective strength of countries who work together. But we have an opportunity here to ensure that these particular weapons of war do not become an established part of warfare. In these times, I'm acutely aware of how easy it is to feel disheartened. We are facing many battles on many fronts. But there is cause for optimism, because for every new weapon we face, there is a new tool to overcome it. For every attempt to push the world into chaos is a collective conviction to bring us back to order. We have the means. We just need the collective will. You mean censorship. You mean some global entity to say what you can and cannot say. What you can and cannot put out there. What is and isn't acceptable. My God, 1984 was not supposed to be an instruction manual. Now was it? These, these leftists, they, they do not stop. They do not rest. They do not quit. To paraphrase Michael Walsh, never, ever, ever. They never stop. In order to have a better future, you should not be allowed to say, hey, doesn't that vaccine give you myocarditis? Not allowed to say that. Although certainly we have a fair amount of data (laughs) regarding the vaccine and myocarditis. If I take a look at election results and say something is odd here, well, that's not allowed. Well, when, why don't you just tell me that my vote's not allowed because I might vote wrong? Oh, don't worry. They will. That's where these people are. Their, their vision, their, their view of this, of this great world isn't so great. 
their vision of a good world is you doing what you're told and when you're told to do it and not complaining about it. These are the same people who will censor you who will also tell you, why do you need things? You have a car. You have two two cars. Why? Why do you have two? You have four bedrooms. Why? Why do you have four bedrooms? Air conditioning. Why? And then they do it in that high pit. Why do you have that? You don't need all that. No, no. You need less. You'll be happier. And even if you're not happy, that's okay. We won't be listening to you anyway because we won't be able to hear you over the roar of our car engines and the uh, hum of our air conditioners, which we need because we're the ones in charge. And, well, who else is going to protect you from yourself, hmm? Again, I will say 1984 was not meant to be an instruction manual. This idea that somehow the experts are going to protect us is well questioned when you learn that the Secretary of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas, has created a group of people, has brought a group of people together, a new group inside Homeland Security, the Homeland Intelligence Experts Group. I'm sorry. What did you call it? The Homeland Intelligence Experts Group. I hate Illinois Nazis. Now that's unnecessary. Shame on you, Producer Jason. Decide that Jason played that and not me, and therefore everyone will think that it was Jason and not me. What in the world is a Homeland Intelligence Experts Group? The group, according to the release, is comprised of private sector experts who will provide their unique perspectives on the federal government's intelligence enterprise to uh, the Office of the Counterterrorism Coordinator and the Undersecretary for Intelligence and Analysis. In this group of people here, in this group, is Paul Colby, is James Clapper, and is John Brennan. You know the names of Clapper and Brennan. Clapper, former director of national intelligence. Brennan, former director of the Central Intelligence Agency. Both of them worked or have worked or currently are working for CNN, and both, I believe, along with Paul Kobe, all three told us that Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation. They signed the letter. Paul Kobe is the former CIA operations officer. Signed that letter in 2020, stating that the Hunter Biden laptop And the information on it had all the hallmarks of Russian disinformation. And now these people are going to be the ones who are part of a group giving advice to Homeland Security. You can't make this stuff up. You can't. Can't be done. I have world leaders... 
telling me that I shouldn't be allowed to ask a question. And I have world leaders creating groups of other former world leaders who lied to American citizens to try and tilt the scales of an election, now being put in a position of providing analysis for for a government to then tell the citizens they're not allowed to say anything about what it is they've decided is important. It's nuts. It is insane. And yet, it is par for the course. And you've heard me say this already. I'll get into it more. I'm going to say it more. Man, um, you better turn out on election day. Your local election, your state election, your federal election, you better turn out in droves. Let these people have power? Let the Jacinda Ardern's of the world have power. The best thing we can do for the world is make sure that other people aren't allowed to speak. And she considers herself thoughtful and decent. Speaking of thoughtful and decent, can I, should I take a break first? Because I I should, I I, I posted something on Facebook. I actually posted it to Instagram and it went to Facebook and, and, and I forgot it was there. And literally the world exploded. Because right now in my garage is a Ford Mach-E. Or no, it's an E-Mach. It's an E-Mach is what you call it. No, it's a Mach-E. I got it right. It's a Mach-E. It's the electric Mustang. Why is it in my garage? How have people responded? And can everybody take a breath? I'm going to tell the whole story. That's coming up. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. I took a picture of a 2023 Mustang Mach-E, put it on Instagram, forgetting that it shares to uh, my Facebook page, uh, Tony Katz, Tony Katz Radio, and uh, and people went absolutely insane. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, absolutely insane. I have a sponsor uh, locally here in Indianapolis, Andy Moore Ford. I've worked with them before. Thrilled to work with them again. And Ford sells, like many people sell, uh, electric vehicles. And so, like, you should drive one, enjoy it, see what it's all about. We want you to talk about what it is that that we have to offer from Ford. I'm like, I'm more than happy to give it a try. I've never driven an electric vehicle until yesterday. Um, That whole thing about infinite torque is totally real. You put your foot on the gas. I know there's no gas. It's electric. Uh, You are moving like you are pushed into the seat. It is nuts. Nuts. It's the thing is built like a tank. It's super comfortable. I cannot even figure out every doodad it has, uh, uh, you know, at, at your disposal. Buttons for this buttons for that. And I posted it and people went nuts. How dare you go EV? You're a traitor, Tony. That's not a Mustang. And this is the first things first. I don't know why they call the thing a Mustang. I have no clue. Mistake. They never should have called it a Mustang. It's crazy. The Mustang Mach-E just called the Mach-E. That'd be fine. There was no need to badge it Mustang. It it drives people crazy. And and I get that. But why an electric vehicle? I've said this before, and, and, and certainly I've said this, for example, about Tesla. No thanks. I'm not opposed to someone driving a Tesla. 
I just don't see Tesla as the status symbol as other people have and do. I actually think it's an ugly car. Do I oppose electric vehicles? No. I oppose force. I oppose the idea that government wants to force electric vehicles on the, 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 the country by pushing car manufacturers into going all electric. I mean, Volvo going all electric is wrong. I think GM was going to do it. I'm like, don't do that. I never said don't make electric vehicles or don't make hybrid vehicles. Clearly, there is a market for them. And if you want to argue, well, with an electric vehicle, X, Y, and Z could happen, I won't disagree with you. And we can argue that with a combustion engine, A, B, and C could happen. There, there are no solutions, as, as Thomas Sowell pointed out, only trade-offs. I think the most anger was the idea that it's called a Mustang. It drives people nuts. Ford should change that. Oh, they will. I don't think they will. I don't think they will, but it, it's a thing that drives people crazy. But I am not anti-electric vehicle. There's a marketplace for it, and people want to do it, and companies want to create it. I'm, I'm fine. See who buys. See where the pricing is. An electric vehicle is not cheap overall. It, 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 it isn't. Even the even you know if if you're playing in the Mach E and like the GT version you're gonna you're gonna write a check, but some people absolutely want that. That's the thing they want. It moves them in a certain way. I gotta tell you, as as, as a car, I didn't know what to expect. It is it is much more solid than I was expecting. I don't know. I guess I guess I was expecting an electric vehicle to be a little more rocket ship. I I, I guess a little more futuristic. I mean, it's got doodads and bells and whistles and thingamawatsits galore. But in the end, like, it feels great. It did. It drove great. So they're a sponsor, Andy Moore Ford. I'm happy they're a sponsor. We should have more sponsors. I don't think Ford as a company should be forced to make electric vehicles at some kind of pressure of the government. I think if you want to buy one, you buy one. If you don't want to buy one, you don't. Pretty consistent in that. But you should check it out over at Tony Katz Radio. People went ballistic on Facebook. Tony Katz Radio was... It's hilarious fun. This is Tony Katz Today.